the podcast is ready. You know, that was pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. We do a lot better when there's no guests. Yeah, it's true. We tend to always fuck it up when we have a good opportunity to not fuck it up. Stupid guests. <laughs> always ruining everything. Hope you guys enjoyed that yesterday. That was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was a great time, man. I, I followed up and I emailed Ryan uh, this morning. And uh, I know we mentioned on stream, we talked about maybe doing like a live stream from... Uh, slashback video and he was like yeah man as soon as we open back up let's 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 hop on the phone let's talk about it i think, I think it'd be really fun to do do a little tour oh yeah and yeah, then yeah. check out some of the other businesses on magnolia it's an interesting time right now because there are potentially going to be some things that are that may or may not start opening up soon or uh, in the <sighs> case of uh i i think in the case of los angeles a lot of yeah. things that won't be able to because they're dead in the water yeah they're just done yep. they have they have no Nothing. They got nothing. Oh no. <laughs> I've had I've been sick stomach all week. <laughs> I'm like really nervous to eat anything right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. Ooh, thank you. I was gonna tell you that earlier and I forgot, but I haven't eaten anything today. Oh, that I'm smells really good. Really nervous. Mm. Uh, so yeah, the in, that was uh, it was a good interview yesterday though, and it I, was. I would love to go check out the that store when it opens back up. Yeah. Have, so have you been there before? Because yep. he mentioned oh, yeah. it, and oh, you, yeah. you okay? Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's been, I think this is like the fifth year that they've done it, or sixth year, and I never had a chance to go, and this was the one year that Emily and I were finally like, okay, let's go check it out, and then all this happened, so we uh, never had a chance to go, which is kind of a bummer, I'm a little sad about that, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see kind of what happens and what goes on, there's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of things that are people are saying or that, that could happen, that might not happen, I read an article this morning that Czech Republic is... Uh, on they're they're right now looking at May fifteenth, I think, to start opening theaters back up. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also had, I think, in the last couple of days, they've only had two deaths, and they've really like curved sort of a lot of stuff that's been going on. But like, just because you flatten the curve doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're clear. But I think because they took a lot of early precautions as soon as stuff started to hit and yeah. the lockdown and everything, they're I think in a little bit of a better spot. They're also not as big as United States, so. Yeah. A lot of tight spots, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Prague. Apparently, they've handled it the best out of most uh, European countries. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we had a guest yesterday, so I want to start with today by saying, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? How are you holding up? We are in week seven of our camp social distance here, our lockdown. Uh, Gavin Newsom had a press conference today. He had some encouraging words. More so in the state of, you know, we're going to follow the data. Mm-hmm. We might start gradually reopening things as the data comes in. Right. No official date yet. Did not announce a date. Um, but, you know, we are not necessarily a business that would, mm. like, reopen per se. Yeah. But it would be, you know, having people come through our doors, which we haven't really <laughs> at least had. least Lucas. <laughs> yeah, at least Lucas. I think first and foremost, Lucas will just be added back to the workflow. Yeah. And then it'll be figuring out, you know reaching probably back out to all our talent, figuring out, like, how is the future of this content? Yeah. How do we do this in a way that makes everyone comfortable? Mm-hmm. You know, are you cool with sitting next to Sohinky a foot away? You know, some people might not be. I mean, I wouldn't be even before this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were waiting for. <laughs> you know, so we got we to gotta figure all that out and uh, try to understand mm-hmm. what to do. But, um, you know, I feel like it, it's weird because I feel like, and I'm sure you all might feel this too. I I don't want to underplay anything because I feel like the news and everyone is because we kind of have to because Mm -hmm. it's been so long of this that everyone's trying to deal with it by being like, okay, 
We're living through it. What's next? And I understand there's a lot of danger in that too, because as much as I want to feel like, all right, maybe we're on the downturn. So many people are dying every day, every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And when we started all this and it was like pure freak out, it was not as many people were dying every day. But now people are dying by the over a thousand mm-hmm. every day in this country. And the new estimates are now showing 75 K instead of 60, you know, and that could go even higher if some of these state rollouts don't go over that well. Mm-hmm. So I I, I, don't, I want to check myself because I start thinking like, okay, maybe we're on the downturn. Maybe things are, you know, we're, we're doing great. But uh, it's still crazy out there. It is. And it's still really rough. It is the wild west still. Yeah. I mean, you know, like even for me, like I've become a little bit more comfortable going out on the weekends, mostly just for walks. Mm-hmm. Like I still haven't, I don't know the last time I went to a grocery store. It's been at least two and a half weeks. That's one one aspect that I'm still a little like iffy on. I'm still not 100% comfortable going to a grocery store. Well, grocery stores are a little terrifying. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, the so far the most comfortable I've been in a store the second all this started was Target. Target was hardcore. Yeah. There's an Asian grocery store downtown that Malika and I like going to and Target. Both of those seem to have the most like controlled and just obsessive practices, mm-hmm. making sure everyone in the store is standing far away from each other. Target was really intense, yeah, uh, to the point of like you know, the second a car- uh, a person leaves the aisle, the person behind the counter wipes down everything mm-hmm. on both sides, and then you're allowed to even come towards that area. Yeah. You, you're not like waiting behind them six feet. Uh, and just constantly people going around the store. But that's the thing too, though, like at stores, people are picking things up, putting them back all the time, touching things, you know, yeah. walking by stuff. And it, it it's nice in LA to see nearly everyone is wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's still nerve wracking. It seems yeah, like I, an unsafe space. I feel like, uh, most people are still wearing masks. I feel like the gloves have kind of become the one thing that you mm-hmm. don't see as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... I put into my Amazon shopping cart. I have a, a pack of like, I think it's like 100 gloves. And I'm like, I don't, do I need 100? Can I just get like 20? You might need 100 because they're single use. Yeah, that's true. You might and go, but I don't go hard, out a lot. They're hard to find. They are. I've been having a hard time finding them. Yeah. I mean, we so had some and get, we ran out. Some. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, how, how all that shakes out. But um, I don't know. It's, it's weird to think about that like certain things are going to open up. I mean, we even talked to Ryan yesterday and, you know, they're very hopeful that, you know, Halloween, like their movies will still continue to come out on time. And of course, there's a part of me that, yeah, I would love to go see the movie in October. But I also don't know if I will personally feel comfortable going back out to the theater yeah. in October. But it's also really going to depend on like what's going on. Oh, I'm going to be do. more, I'm going to be less nervous midsummer than I am in fall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get extra nervous in the fall. I feel yeah. like when it gets real hot all around the country, you know, all that being said, I read a fucking crazy article last night that I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> um, it was a New York Times article uh, put out that's just kind of like, hey, here's an update on everything we don't know about the coronavirus. It was fucking terrifying. Absolutely fucking terrifying that scientists still can't figure out why it's not performing like a normal coronavirus, how many mutations it has, how it's affecting people's bodies in so many different ways. It was wild to read because uh, now that there's been data coming in from all around the world from doctors, they've been able to start actually like 
putting a lot of that data together and realizing, oh, wait, we thought ventilators were the thing. Only 30% of people that have died from it needed ventilators. Mm. And then you find out that a large percentage of people that have been dying, it's been from kidney failures, heart problems. Younger, more people are dying from coronavirus between the ages of 35 and 45 from stroke, from blood clots. And it's like, what the fuck is this virus? And the whole article, like, it really was like a very no nonsense, like this percentage, this, this percentage, that these ha- things are happening in this countries, but also tracking like this percentage is happening differently in this country. And in this country, they're seeing more of this, like there's different mutations and strains mm-hmm. and how even California has a slightly different strain than what New York has. And it's just, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And it makes me so nervous for the fall. That's crazy. When, when you know, like. But again, it's like a lot of the stuff right now saying that it's most likely going to die off in the heat is a lot of theorization. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have done tests and um, they have shown that most likely heat will kill it. And there might be some, you know, like when you look at global trends of where uh, like spread is happening, you know, it's usually less in hot, humid climates. So, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully this summer things die down quite a bit like a lot of viruses do. Yeah. and I get really nervous about the fall, man. Really <clears throat> I think it's going to be also a lot of it will be indicative just of, you know, what kind of precautions people take over the summer. Like we're learning now because we've had crazy heat for the last couple of days. Like it's been in the high 90s or mid 90s, high 80s consistently every day this whole week so far. At some point, you know, like we're lucky enough that we have air conditioning. Like my family, they don't have air conditioning in their house. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that I know don't have air conditioning in their house. Especially in LA. Yeah. yeah like at what point are they going to just give up and say, I have to get outside because otherwise I'm going to melt in my house. Not everybody has a pool. Like my mom just ordered a pool um, so they could have in the backyard. So if they're hot, they don't have to leave the house, but they can go in their backyard. Mm-hmm. But like not everybody's going to do that. Not everybody oh, has Oh, I mean, uh, again, it's going to be underprivileged, uh, you know, communities, uh, poor communities. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to be hit the hardest. Um, it's on un- it's going to be unavoidable for them to go Yeah, there's less services available for people in those stages already and it's already I mean in LA that's been the biggest mm-hmm. LA County it's like 40% of all cases are from nursing homes and another large percentage are from homeless and yeah. uh, impoverished people. So it, it shit sucks, man. Yeah. It's I think that's the toughest thing when you live in an area that in the summer it's insanely hot. You know, it's it's hard to avoid the heat mm-hmm. other than, like, just sitting in your shower for an hour out of the day in cold water. Yeah, right. And, like, that's not also not a practical thing to do. So, it, I, I mean, it's going to be wild. I mean, as we saw over the weekend, a lot of people flooded the beach in Los yeah. Angeles. Governor came out pretty upset yeah. about that. Uh, I, I think that also goes to show you as much as it can feel like <laughs> government overstep mm-hmm. to regulate what you can do with your body and public land and yeah. things like that um when you have something that's spread through asymptomatic uh transmission it goes to show how important those government mandates are because the second they lift that beach closed order you know it wasn't like people slowly go there no, just, and be smart <laughs> no they fucking flood it they flood they it yeah. flood it and you're like well you know, like y- y- you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You really do. And say that we don't need those extreme measures Yeah, uh, to save people's lives. But I guess we do. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess I we know. Do. It's it's like equally frustrating and understandable to see, you know, the, the 
stir craziness that people are going to go through, you know, and it, it just makes me a, a feel a little bit better when I know at least my family, I know that they're staying indoors because mm-hmm. they don't, they don't want to even come close to being in a position where they want to get I mean, sick. So my family, like where we live, I miss it sometimes because they're just, it is the definition <laughs> of social, social isolation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, they've been going on daily bike rides all over yeah. the place and going down to the lake and sitting on the bluffs and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, and they're getting nervous because a couple people who live in that small community uh, are summer homes from St. Louis. And those people from St. Louis, when St. Louis closed down, they came down to their summer uh, homes. And, you know, it's like, oh, are they bringing, you know, the sickness with them? Yeah. You know, but it's not like, it's like you're not even going to run into them. Right. There's not public places to run into them. Yeah. I was trying to explain to her that just my trip to my mailbox, I'm interacting with a large amount of people who've, you know, between our building manager, our neighbors, mm. all the different delivery services that come through and all the other people that go to the mailbox. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm interacting just from that one walk, but 20 other people have made this track today yeah. at least. Yeah. And where they're at, it's like if she doesn't want to even touch something that another person has touched, it's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> very easy. <laughs> a little harder here. A little yeah. harder here. Uh, so as you all know, we changed up the schedule a little bit after this. We'll be playing a board game. The That's name, right. The uh, name it's Pretending the, to Grown Up. Pretending to Grown Up. To grown up, I think Malika has it upstairs. Yeah, she's got it upstairs. She's learning it, so we can jump right into it. I think they played it two years ago on the channel. Oh, okay. Pretending to grown up, it looks real stupid. Okay. Yeah, it looks real dumb. Uh, (laughs) And we're we're well on our way to the first uh, half of our goal, uh, which is a a a a position in the Keebler Club. (laughs) The Keebler Club. Keebler uh, Club. Lucas's special special private club we've been doing these okay so i don't know how many people know we've been doing these we haven't talked about it too much because it's kind of a hard thing to market yeah. but at the same time i don't want to really market it it's a community yeah thing it's every weekend we've been having a different group of winners pulled throughout the week uh join one of us for some special unstreamed programming we've watched movies together we've yeah. played games together we've just hung out in the discord uh, you know, like I, with my group last weekend, we watched Little Women. Uh, oh, you watched it? Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Oh, really? Yeah, no shit. Oh, okay. Well. I just, I just watched Tiger Tail the night before, mm-hmm. and Tiger Tail had some similar themes of like how you have to sacrifice a lot of your personal future for the economic well-being of your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just liked Tiger Tail a lot better. I just thought it was like just more poignant, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I thought it was really well made. It's like my least favorite genre of movie outside of musicals. Yeah. The only like one that fits within that genre of movie, you know, uh, that I enjoy is the favorite. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because the favorite does not romanticize anything mm-hmm. from that time period. I yeah. just always feel like anytime we go to that time period, even if we're like, mm, but sexism, everything is still painted with just a rose colored kind of viewpoint. It, mm-hmm. Everything's just so, ah. You know, and you're just like, but that's not how it was at yeah. all. And it's, I don't know, it's just so glamorous and overly done. It's just, it's not for me. It's not, not my thing. Yeah. Like, you know, really well made, but just ultimately so bored by it. Uh, just so bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the ending was okay. You yeah. know, like. I mean, I think for me, the, the big pull for me in that movie was like, I was there to see Sir Sharon and Florence Pugh, Timothy Chalamet and Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like I had never seen any iteration of Little Women before, 
So I was curious. To oh, see. I had no clue. Yeah, I had no clue what it oh, was yeah. about. And I would say like the first twenty minutes of that movie, I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on yeah. and who these people are and why I should give a shit. I also, it took me fifteen minutes to figure out they were sisters. That was the thing I was gonna say. It was like it was a while what? before I was like, Oh, they're actually like real sisters and not like an adopted family sort of thing. <laughs> I was like, What the what why what is this people? Who cares? <laughs> Uh yeah, I I enjoyed it though. I like, and I, I thought for a little bit it was gonna be like a horror anime with Timothy Chalamet. Like yeah. I thought he was like <laughs> just gonna like, take the whole family, <laughs> just take it over. I thought that I was like, oh, is this about to be like? Is this the twist? Is it gonna be a polyamorous like mm. you know kind of like that's the twist? Yeah, ah, there was no twist. No, there was no twist. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then with with my group we watched Mad Max Fury Road, which was really cool. A lot of people had not seen it. So that was a really fun experience, and then we did a little bit of Jackbox games. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah. Fun. So every weekend we've been doing this. Every time we hit a goal, uh, which is every five hundred earned for the channel to help keep the lights on, keep us making content. Uh, Malika, I know, told quite a few people today. She just signed us all up for new healthcare, which is on average fifty dollars extra per stream that we have to earn, basically. <laughs> to cover uh, this better healthcare plan because we kind of got pushed into a shitty healthcare plan by our last provider and we've been working to get out of it and get a better situation. So she just recently got that all set up. Uh, but yeah, you know, all of it goes to just keeping things on here. But every 500, we give away a winner to join the private clubhouse and Lucas is in charge of the clubhouse this weekend. So who knows? The Keebler house. Who knows what the Keebler house will be doing? <laughs> who knows? That's on him. <laughs> uh, movie we're, that we're watching tonight, we're watching Pan's Labyrinth. That's El right. Laberino del Fao. Wait. Fuck, I forgot the Spanish version. <laughs> like hell if I know. Damn it. I forgot. Anyway, we're watching Pan's Labyrinth tonight. I've, 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 uh, I've not seen the movie, so I'm excited to watch it. Maybe I should bring down the 4K version for us to watch. That's up to you, baby boy. I might as well. I'm. I've been really like unhappy. Do you have the Criterion or just the? Or I have the the 4K is not on Criterion. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, it's the it's the one that Warner Brothers uh, sent me. El Labyrinto del Fauno. That's that's what it is. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch that. That'd be a lot of fun. And then it's my the movies for today are my pick. Oh. And I switched it up a little here? bit. I switched it, it up. Oh, that's not it. That's that's not <laughs> it. Oh, am I supposed to pull up this graphic? No, I have it. It's just on a different button. Oh. There it hey, is. Hey, hey. There it is. I guess I should have adjusted some of the graphics a little bit. But so the things we're voting on. The first thing is Mandalorian, but it is not the show. It is the new Disney Plus uh, mini docu-series that they're putting out called Disney Gallery. Star Wars The Mandalorian. It's an eight-part miniseries that talks about the behind-the-scenes making of. We watched the trailer on an episode of Hypercast, I think, last week. I think it was mm -hmm. Thursday or Friday we watched it. And I'm really looking forward to like diving into the making of and how they did a lot of the stuff that they did, how they're utilizing the technology. And I think there's a really interesting conversation to be had about how some of those technological advancements can be moved into mainstream filmmaking going forward with everything that's happening. It's an eight-part series. I don't know how long each episode is. If they're 30 minutes a piece, we could do up to four. If they're an hour a piece, we could do two to three. So we'll, we'll have to kind of like wait and see. Yeah. It doesn't come out till May the 4th. So, and Tuesday is May the, is Revenge of the 5th. Then Curse Films, it's a brand new documentary series that's on Shudder. It's a five-part series, 30 minutes a piece. We that's could, my pick. That's we, what I want to watch. Yeah, we could probably do all five in one night. It'll be about two and a half hours. Uh, it goes through five different films that in some way were quote-unquote cursed through their production. They go through movies like The Crow, Twilight Zone the Movie, Poltergeist, um, and a oh, few and others. Oh, and Old Boy won last night, and it was Shudder. Yeah, so yeah. So if people signed up for that free Shutter trial. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I do also think that because Cursed Films is a part of South by Southwest partnership with Amazon, 
I don't know how many episodes, but Curse Films should also be available on Amazon Prime. So if for whatever reason you don't end up signing up for Shudder to watch Old Boy, you should. Um, you can always watch this on Amazon Prime as well. And then the third pick, I just wanted to pick something fun that I hadn't seen in a while. And Rogue One is something is a movie I have not seen in a few years. And I feel like the conversation has been so heavily uh, based around the Mandalorian and the nine Star Wars movies. I would love to get away from those movies and watch something that's mm-hmm. with new characters and a, and a fun new story. It was between this and Solo. I think generally people enjoy Rogue One a little bit yeah. more. So yeah, I those think that's a pretty, a pretty good generalization yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and i wanted to celebrate star wars a l- just a little bit on uh on revenge of the fifth yeah so uh, and, you can and go to I one saw, shot uh, to uh to vote and geico was saying when you head over to one shot it's five dollars uh, to vote yeah. technically for but it's not it's cumulative uh, you can do one dollar yeah you don't have to do five it can just be one dollar towards you cool. know yep. supporting and throwing your your vote in there yeah. exactly exactly so i've seen all three or i've seen curse films and i've seen rogue one i'm um, looking forward to seeing the mandalorian but i would happily rewatch curse films again as well uh, if that ends up winning because i thought it was a really really good doc and ryan turk's in it so it'd be cool to to see him in there as well um but yeah that's the stuff you can vote for for next tuesday tomorrow i believe it'll be malika picking then thursday lucas and then friday it'll be a random all of us of stuff. and you guys will have to see if you can beat me from my always claiming the friday win Oh, is that is that what's happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, it comes at night. Was your choice? That was Lucas's okay, choice. I didn't pick one last Friday. That's right. That's right. I took a break because that's I right. kept winning. Yeah, yeah. Well, the week before that, the hyperheroes <laughs> picked. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I create these fantasies in my head. You do. You do. And I'm always like, what the fuck is he talking about? Does he even know what he's saying Just right now? Just let me win sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the movies we're watching for the rest of this week, though. Tomorrow we're watching Booksmart. That's on Hulu. Woo! Onward, which was Lucas's pick. That's on Disney+. Plus. And on Friday we're doing It Comes at Night, which is A24 on Netflix. I'm so pumped. So that'll be a lot of fun. I've never seen It Comes at Night. So I've seen every other movie that we're watching tomorrow through Friday except for that. So I'm excited to watch something new. I know that movie trips people out because the aspect ratio shifts throughout the movie and it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. By the end it's like... I don't know, it's like three to one aspect ratio or something. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It Comes at Night probably would have done a lot better. Had It's weird to say this, but had it come out around the same time that uh, The Quiet Place. Oh, okay. I think it would have performed better. Yeah. Because more people would have been like talking about that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But it kind of came out in a weird window of time. I forget when it came out. It was it, like 2017 or 16. I saw it at the Arclight, so it had to be. Oh, so you've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I love It Comes Tonight. I think yeah. it's really good. Um, 2017, yep. There's some, some good shit in that movie. Yeah, it came out in the summer of 2017, June 9th. When it's competing with things like Logan and Wonder Woman. Yep. Not a time to put out a movie like yeah. that. That's, and, and it's that's definitely weird. like a horror indie. You yeah. Know. This, feels, this feels like something you put out in like September. Oh, yeah. September, or like, October. Or like, yeah, September, October or earlier in the year in yep. like February. Yep. Uh, super pumped to watch Booksmart with everybody tomorrow. That That'll be, be a good so time. Good. That'll be a it's damn good so time. good. That'd be fun. Really, really love that movie so much. I th- yeah. I th- we talked about a lot, and I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow, I think, for Olivia Wilde. It's such a a great directorial debut and I think she just announced the cast of her new movie and I know I think like Shia LaBeouf is in it so it's going to be a pretty pretty good um, um, cast so I'm, I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let me see here what was the thing oh yeah this should excite you comic books I was about to bring that up Diamond announced mm-hmm. that they are uh, they have an official date for when they will start shipping again what was it the 20th May 20th. May 20th. The they will start shipping comics. comic books, which apparently, and I didn't know this, DC has already been shipping some things with yes. another distributor. 
interesting. Yeah, I, I I haven't done enough of my own research to know if there's been any sort of pushback or controversy regarding DC going through their own new uh, distributor for this sort of stuff. I also don't know to what extent, like how many books they've been putting out since that. Um, I know they have quite a few, not quite a few, but they have a few digital releases, digital only releases. So I don't know how many new books have been have been put out since this whole thing has happened and since Diamond sort of put their whole thing on hold. Um, but I, I would imagine that with Diamond kind of going back into distribution and and carrying out books for all the other companies that I, I would assume that DC would go back to them or maybe they'll continue going through if this. If they like don't, party. it could fundamentally change. Yeah, because Diamond's been a monopoly. Books. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For however long. I don't, I don't know how long. I don't know. Um, so I don't know. That'll be really interesting. They haven't announced yet what books will be the first ones out. They said that they're hoping to have a list by Friday. Um, and I know that I think it's the CEO of Diamond is doing a Q&A live stream at some point, either today or tomorrow, to sort of talk, talk about the evolution of what's going to be happening uh, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they also did address that obviously not all stores will be open by, by late May, the date that they have announced for when uh, the comics are going to start going back into circulation. But they did say that providing this target date allows for retailers as much time as possible to communicate with their customers and gather information about their needs to order appropriately for the store and customer base. So if you're curious about what's going to be coming and when and how to get it, I think kind of the same thing like we talked about before. You're kind of responsible for reaching out to your local comic book shop and figuring out sort of the details of like, how do you get these new books that are going to be coming out? Uh, yeah, it would yeah. be really interesting to see. But I'm excited to potentially read some new books. Uh, I have really missed doing comics and coffee or just reading comics in, in, in general. Um, it's something that I would love to be able to add back into our slate of to-dos. I miss comic books, man. Yeah. yeah. It's such a – I miss that part of my brain activity. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm missing the most right now. I'm loving getting closer to the community through all this. Yeah. Um, and watching more movies than I've watched in a really long Dude, time. Dude, we're watching a movie a day. Yeah. And that includes weekends because we're still watching stuff. Yeah, we're still watching over the yeah. weekend with our, with our uh, clubs usually. Um, but – I usually read comic books to help me get in the zone for storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of tie comic book reading into that like storytelling part of my brain. Yeah. And I, I'm like missing working that muscle. Yeah. And I'm honestly really nervous about coming back and having to put that muscle into full use again. Yeah. Like when this all ends and we come back and do an episode of Koloc, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. Mm -hmm. Not just because of tech. I mean, we built all this out and then changed everything. Yeah. So tech will just like, but also just from a standpoint of like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, I'm like, oh, I got to get right back into it. Shit. Yeah. I mean, I would say that like all the stuff that I've been um, reading over the last seven weeks since this has gone down has been mostly news articles about what's been happening and things that are related to our industry yeah. and any sort of like how-to stuff. I have not read a book that's like fiction, science fiction, fantasy, any of that stuff, a comic. Yeah, I don't even think I've even read a, I don't think I've read a single comic book since all of this has happened, which is a little bit of a bummer because yeah. I, I feel like on the weekends, I should, I should take some time to just like read a book or read a comic or something that just kind of is a stress release and I don't because we just work all the time. Work all the time. Somebody said, Zach, you can read comics that aren't new. Oh, I've, I've done that. I've oh, read sure. so much shit. Yeah. But part of the reason I would do it is to, I would have the time and 
mental capacity to do so. Yeah. Right now, nah, dude. <laughs> nah, nah, dude. Nah, you know, dude. When the stream goes down, usually we just keep working. Yeah. I jump right back onto the computer and we start making assets for the next day. Uh, Adam and Malika will talk social media strategies till one in the morning. We, still, we stayed up way too late last night making graphics and talking about social media. And yeah. we were both like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. one. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? Uh, you know, I just um, – we're a small team right now, yeah. and all of the pressure and weight is on just us. You know, like, um, I really miss having talent around to fill this time. Yeah. Because this is the time that I would usually be spending, you know, when we're on air and someone else is sitting in the hot seat, I can be putting my creative resources towards something. So, yeah. um, you know, I can I consider this stuff valuable, uh, but interesting because I find my brain is still at better use mm -hmm. resource wise being put towards something other than me being on camera. Yeah. Like, but that's just me. Tiny Chris game says, uh, so do y'all ever just get to relax and do nothing like a real day off? I definitely try to on, on Saturday and most of Sunday. It's really hard though, because we don't have a day to just prep for stuff. Yeah. I spend all day Sunday prepping. Yeah. We don't all have, a, we don't have a prep day at all in yeah. a perfect world. It'd be great if we could do like, a every other Friday or Monday off or whatever so we could prep for stuff, but it's impossible. Yeah. So on Saturday, I try to, like, get out of the house and stay out of the house as much as I, as, as, like, much as I can and as, like, safely as I can, whether it's, like, going out for walks or just, like, you know, going out and breathing some fucking air, <laughs> which is great. Um, I try to do that as much as I can on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I try to spend most of the morning doing stuff that I need to catch up on, whether it's, like, cleaning or house chores or laundry or whatever. And then I need to break this habit, but then on Sunday night, I'll start prepping stuff for Monday. But then, you know, I'm up till one in the morning and I'm like, well, fuck, now I've just ruined my sleep schedule for yep. the week. I need to do it earlier. But then, you know, on Saturday and Sunday, you're like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's been interesting. I uh, I tried on Saturday. I really liked that bike ride. Honestly, that was cool. The bike ride I did Saturday with the chat energized me. Yeah. It, it wore me the fuck out, mm -hmm. but it really energized me because it just... It felt so good to cover ground, yeah, and just get out on the street and and see all of LA and remind myself why I like the city so much too. Yeah. You know, uh, it felt really good. I I have not gone anywhere in LA other than Pasadena and a little bit of Studio City. I've not gone into Hollywood at all. I've not gone to any part of the West Side. I've yeah, like I've gone almost yeah. nowhere. I'm honestly thinking about doing that bike stream every Saturday and just yeah. going to a different part of LA. Like I thought about going to Pasadena mm -hmm. and like, because I've never rode around Pasadena before. Yeah, Pasadena is great because it's kind of disconnected from LA. So yeah. it's really quiet and the neighborhoods are pretty big and pretty wide and open and there's cars, but it's, there's, there, I've, I've so far not experienced heavy enough traffic that I would discourage me from telling you to be like, ah, maybe don't ride your bike over there. Hollywood gave me a fucking panic attack when I was watching you. Oh, really? Because I heard cars honking behind you. I'm like, oh my God, please don't get hit. Oh my God, oh, please don't no, get hit. Oh, no, in my mind, I was like, man, this is the calmest Hollywood's ever been. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, of course, compared to what it normally is, yeah. And your chances of uh, getting into uh, some sort of wreck is a lot lower, but I know how people in LA are. They're real shitbags when they drive. Yeah, and LA is not really a bike city. It's not at all. They don't. <laughs> you don't have any any uh, road rights. That's no. for sure. Yeah, that's uh, for but sure. I, I felt safe. I, I felt fine. Yeah, uh, I was fine. Uh, I thought it was like on the road itself. It felt calm. Yeah. Uh, nobody was rushing or whatever. But I was most concerned when I was on the side streets without traffic 
because mm-hmm. I know people are like flying down those. Yeah, right now. So that's that's, that's, that's what you got to be careful. Yeah, but yeah, I think it would be fun. Like, I I wonder, you know, if it would be interesting to go through the arts district and see like if anything is even open down there. Yeah, and, and Malika uh, and I go down there every weekend for yeah, groceries, yeah. Uh, and it's not as quiet as you would think. Yeah, downtown is a different beast. Uh, there's obviously a lot less traffic, but there's a, there's a lot of people who don't have a place to live Yeah, who are still out on the street. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a different beast down there. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people out and about cause mm-hmm. they have to be right. So definitely different. I would love to ride around Pasadena though. It's weird though, because Pasadena out of all the places in LA, it's, it might be the only place outside of some of the Southern beach cities where I can't ride around without maps. I don't know Pasadena. Oh, I see what you're saying. You need a guide. I would need to have maps on yeah. and actually route my trip. Gotcha. Whereas, like, I, I could go to Everything Venice, else. Santa Monica, North Hollywood, wherever, and just, yeah. I'm fine. I, I got I'm, it all I feel like out. I'm the opposite now because we've been going there so often. I feel mm-hmm. like I could, like, easily go through most of Pasadena. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I, I, it's also, like, it's, it's pretty suburban. Yeah. You can't really get lost in Pasadena. Or you can't take a turn and, like... There's no way for you to kind of fuck up where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's one way in in uh, into Pasadena, and there's kind of one way out if you're kind of going from the same direction. So you can't really really get lost. But I think it would be an interesting interesting bike ride to see. Kind of like you realize how much of like a mom and pop business Pasadena can be for oh, a yeah. lot of it. And some of those places have stayed open. Like there's a wine place we go to that that has stayed open. And a lot of it has closed because, you know, it's non-essential mm. stuff. So I really like Pasadena. It's really pretty. It doesn't feel connected to L.A. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's nice like that. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy but it. But that's what I love about L.A. in general is yeah. <laughs> every little sub-neighborhood is so different. Totally. So different. Totally. You know, we kind of stopped at the edge of Silver Lake on our ride, and yeah. I could have gone deeper into Echo Park up into, like, the Dodger Stadium area, and that's yeah. just, like, totally different world. And then down so into Chinatown, just, like, pfft, I think that's one of the things wild. that, like, when I talk to people about L.A. and they ask me, like, what's, such, what's the appeal of it? It's that. It's the fact that you can go into these different neighborhoods, and they're all so unique and different. Yeah. You get a different experience wherever you go. My What I like about it. So, like, I like visiting East Coast cities every once in a while because of the history, and it's cool to see these old buildings and this very, like, old kind of downtown vibe to everything, yeah. you know? Uh, and then the Midwest cities can bore me a lot because it's very cookie cutter, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of chain stuff. Uh, a lot of corporations have come in and kind of filled it out, and you can find some little pockets of really cool and weird in pretty much every Midwest city. Yeah. But one of the things I will always love about L.A., and I talked about this on our bike stream, was how no one ever decided what L.A. was going to look like. No. Ever. No. And every neighborhood is like, nah, our houses are going to look like this. And then you go one block over, and they're yeah. like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> we don't we want this style We're going to plant these kinds of trees, yeah. and we're going to build these kinds of houses. Next street over, like, nah, fuck that. We have a Japanese heritage, and we're going to we're gonna hold our whole street lined out with bonsai trees. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and it's just, it's wild. Yeah. It's, it's wild. No. You, you have a lot of that. You have a lot of that in Pasadena, too. I would say Pasadena is, like, pretty consistent for most of it, but there's definitely a huge section that has like these like um i forget what they're called emily knows knows the term but there's these like more modern style houses mm-hmm. but then you have like these like spanish style houses so many just randomly spanish houses yeah just in there. randomly and then you have like yeah the different types of trees there are all you have like palm trees and this kind of tree and then bamboo tree and you're like what the fuck? we literally showed there was in larchmont there's one street that's just nothing but super tall 
palm trees, mm-hmm. and then you look one street to your left, and they had decided to do nothing but pine trees yeah. on that street, but no palm. Yeah. And it's just like that. You just look over, and you're like, what the fuck is that? It's, it's like, like oh, going, what is that? It's like going through a portal without yeah. going through a yeah. portal. It's, it's interesting. interesting. It's really fun to drive around and kind of see all that stuff and just how – that's part of the reason, though, movies came to Hollywood. Part of the history of Hollywood is that you could have so within a small distance. Yeah. And you got to think about it. It used to be really hard to move all that equipment everywhere. Yeah. Within a very small area, you could have locations for many different places. Mm. You got your desert. You got your tropical. You got your you know mountainous pines. You yeah. your, your lakes and everything. Yeah. You know, it's just there's a lot of different stuff very close together yeah and i think that's that's such the that used to be such a huge appeal for why so much stuff was shot here now Mm -hmm. you know it's it's different because of the tax incentives and all that sort of stuff like we talked about yesterday it's like yeah a lot of productions are not shooting in la anymore because it's expensive yep um which makes it which sucks it makes it it makes it tough because it's like all the things that you want to work on and try to be a part of Cool. I hope I'm prepared to move across the country. Well, and and that's a terrible thing to do. Uh, I had so many friends when production started moving out east, move, pick, pack up, and move there. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of people were still getting hired from LA and flying out. Yeah. You know, they were still getting hired on with their crews and friends, and and it depends on what department you're in. You know, like if you're in the camera department, things like that, you're going to get hired from who they know in LA. But if you're, you know, if you're a grip, uh, you might be able to, you know part of the gaff team you you can get picked up yeah uh in another city but i had a lot of friends move out to atlanta and stuff like that and they just couldn't find any work it's tough man it's tough it is tough it is tough uh this is an interesting series that netflix is uh partnering up with uh the creator of um orange is the new black jenji cohen they're doing a new series called social distance a new That's anthology series quick. on Netflix, yeah. I mean, they just put out that uh, Coronavirus Explained episode. Right, with Vox, I think it was? Yeah, probably, I yeah. think it's Vox, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the stuff... I, I know th- there was a question from somebody in the chat room who wanted me to ask Ryan how long uh, we think before somebody starts making a coronavirus movie. I just didn't know if it was the most appropriate question to ask because I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to ask that. But I, I do think that we're going to start seeing stuff happening Pretty quick here mm-hmm. with a lot of the stuff. So this is how they describe the show. Our job as storytellers is to reflect reality, and in this new, bizarre, bewildering reality we're all experiencing, we feel... Uh, sorry. Uh, our job as storytellers is to reflect reality, and in this new, bizarre, bewildering reality we're all experiencing, we feel passionate about finding connection as we all remain at a distance. We've been inspired to create an anthology series that tells stories about the current moment we are living through, the unique, personal, deeply human stories that illustrates how we are all living apart and together. We are challenging ourselves to do something new, to create and produce virtually so our cast and crew can stay healthy and safe. Writers never physically meet during the writing process. Our director, Diego Velasco, directs our talent remotely. Our showrunner, Hilary Weissman-Graham, runs production from her living room. The cast not only acts, but also films themselves at home. The experience of social distancing is currently universal. But I don't know if I want story this. Story is the same. I don't know if I want this. Through a broad spectrum of tales and moments, some seismic and some mundane, we hope to capture a moment in time, and we hope that social distance will help people feel closer to one another. This is where I actually hope they hire YouTubers. Mm. Like, yeah, something that's been that annoying that is piss there. out of me of the um, the Saturday Night Live stuff is like a little disconnected. It feels like okay. I would buy this if 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, like 
the technology has advanced so fast, and it just kind of shows you how disconnected Hollywood is yeah. from what indie has done. Right. You know, and that you can shoot cinema quality shit in your home, and a lot of creators have it. Yeah. But actors don't. Yeah. You know, creators do. I actors think, don't. I think that's the funny thing about, you know, you look at a lot of these things that are being put out right now. Like they just did, Josh Gad just did a really cool Goonies Never Say Die reunion. Not a single fucking person in that live stream even had like an Ethernet cable connected. Like yeah. the quality was low. Nobody had a headset. Nobody had a microphone. They're all relying on their, you know, their ear pods and stuff. But you're right. Everybody who's grown up on Twitch or YouTube, we've all got the tools Shit, yeah. to give you good quality stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, don't, I don't want to see... All this content that's being like, we're just like you. No, yeah. you're not. You have money. You're dumping a shit ton of money into this stuff. You could go just a little bit further to hire people that understand how to make it work. Mm-hmm. And and I don't find it cute or clever when I'm watching Saturday Night Live as a broadcast. And I'm like, oh, cool. You shot this on your phone. Good for you. You know, I, I don't. It doesn't to me. I'm like, that feels like a choice. Because... There are so many options out there to make your shit good. Mm-hmm. It seems lazy, you know? Uh, when I look at John Krasinski versus, um, like, Jimmy Fallon, John Krasinski, there's, like, a cuteness to some good news, like the way that's made. Yeah. But Jimmy Fallon, if you're already going to put in the effort, put in the effort. I think James Corden has done it pretty well. I would say John Oliver has John done Oliver's best. done great. But he best. also sticks to his format. Yeah. Locked off camera in front of a wall. Good. Fine. Yeah. Understand that's you're there to you're watching the show for the information, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but when you start moving the camera around and, and it just stuff like slop. that, uh, when you look at what's available right now yeah. for cheap, but that's why it feels even stupid to bring up because look at any starting streamer, yeah. any like YouTuber, you know, they might even have an RX 100, you know, four or whatever mm-hmm. Sony that's like this big. And it's going to shoot 4K fucking video yeah. with a one-inch sensor and shallow depth of field and look fucking amazing. And you can just put a lav mic on it. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's cute and clever that everyone's shooting on their phones when they're parts of major media companies. Yeah, I mean, I find it kind of... How do I say this? A little irritated by it, honestly. I'm super irritated by <laughs> it. Because it's like, okay. Because also, like, you're watching this Goonies thing and, okay... Richard Donner is a 90-year-old man. I don't expect him to be tech-savvy at 90 years old. At the same time, I feel like we could have helped Richard Donner out a little bit so his wife, poor poor wife, doesn't have to come through and, like, adjust his monitor and do all these things and give him a headset, you know, all this sort of stuff. At this point in 2020, I feel like whether you're an actor, a producer, a director, a stunt person, or whatever, you should have at least somewhat of a decent camera with with a tripod and at least a lav or a mic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's what I mean, too, though. They're not they're not looking at... They should be hiring multi-talented people. Yeah. They should be hiring your... If they're going to go this route for the show, I honestly hope they pick up YouTubers. And that's yeah. something I would never say for Netflix. But in this instance, get people that know, like, they've done this. Yeah. They've already lit their own stuff. They've already set up their own shots. They already know the locations in their house that work best under certain lighting conditions because mm-hmm. they do this shit every day. Yeah. Instead of an actor who's never touched a camera before. Yeah. I know. Uh, where was it? Somewhere in the chat where they were talking about. Oh, Peg Junk was talking about how they, they hate the new Apple commercial. 
And I, I know we caught a glimpse. We thought of it. it was a Zoom commercial. We thought it was a Zoom commercial, and we're like, "Oh, that's that's cool. That's that's cool, I guess." And then it was like Apple, and I'm like, "Your guys' presentations are all about how it's like quality and widescreen and this <laughs> and this and this." But then your fucking uh, uh, new commercial is like, "Do everything in portrait mode," and it doesn't matter if it doesn't look good. Just use Apple products. And I'm well, like, again, oh. it's everyone trying to be like they understand everyone's using Zoom right now, yeah. and everyone's t- talking to each other in these low quality calls. And it's like, we're just like you. No, you're not. You have a lot of money. Yeah. You have a Come lot on, of money. Y'all. This is a choice. Some of those things I see SNL do, I'm like, I feel like some of these are a choice. Yeah. Because you have the ability to do it better. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you all hired Lonely Island. Yeah. When they first started, they were still making videos out of their houses for SNL. Like, you could, you could do better. What the hell is John Krasinski even shooting on? There's a photo in here of what John Krasinski's shooting on. It doesn't even look like a phone. I don't even know what this is. You want to pull this up? I'm curious. If anybody, oh, you got it on your... Yeah, I want to know. Does anybody know what the fuck that thing is? I is that I, an Osmo Pocket? I don't know. Maybe. Is it tall and skinny? Yeah, it's tall and skinny. It has like a little... Can you zoom in? It might be an Osmo Pocket. No, it's a, it's a video. It won't let me zoom in. Yeah, that might be an Osmo Pocket. This is gangster mode. Look at them with the two, two sets of uh, paper right here. Blocks of paper. I mean, at least he's using a tripod, thank God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think John Krasinski can get a, get away with it, but if you're telling me that like Netflix is going to put out a show and it's going to be about social distancing and we're just going to embrace people shooting on their phones, I'm like, oh my God, I would not want to be the editor who has to work on this project. Right. Nightmare City. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what that sort of, cu- what that turns into. It's always interesting to hear what these things are going to be because immediately... The thing that I that I question is like, well, what is the story going to be? If you're telling me that the visuals are going to be motivated by story reasons, well, then what is the story? Mm-hmm. Is it just going to be like little snippets from we'll people's see. life? Maybe there's some really really creative idea in there. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm not going to completely sell it off now. I'm just I don't find it cute. Yeah. When I mean, look at the fucking creators we watch. Look at your Peter McKinnons and stuff like that. Yeah. All these guys start off in their house, you know, the Make Art Now guy. You know, like they're starting yeah. off in their house. And, and it's not for these media companies. This is so easy for them. Yeah. Like those are the types of people you should be reaching out to. But even then, I don't even feel like it's reaching out to them. It's like you have people who know this shit. Yeah. They're choosing. It's a choice yeah. to be like, look, we can – people are cool with it. We'll just make it look bad. And, yeah. and now it makes us relatable and we're just like everybody else. I'm like, I don't – take it as that i feel like it's disingenuine and it just looks bad and i spend like the whole time cringing at the at the screen yeah like i do through the whole snl episode i'm like oh this is rough this is worse than youtube 10 years ago (laughs) you know like some of these people started on youtube and and they had better content and now it's like within the confines of that and on and on tv i don't know man yeah i i I don't know we'll 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 have to see kind of like how that whole thing shakes out but i have not watched i have not kept up to date with any of the snl stuff i watched the first one with tom hanks i've heard that the one where brad pitt the recent one where brad pitt plays uh, fauci is really good but yeah i don't know if that's a good moment yeah i think it's a good moment but i don't know if i'm really into this like we tried malika and i have tried both times to get all the way through and we turn it off before it's done because it's just it's hard to watch too too bad when you work in this (laughs) it's just like it's hard to watch yeah it's like you could do you know, so I appreciate better. trying and I appreciate some of the actors and like how over the top they take it. But then it's like they're still shooting on their phone. And I'm like, oh, uh. you know, and like iPhone puts out these commercials to make you think that shooting on your phone, you can do this like 
crazy shit. And I'm like, yeah, shoot in daylight. Still have massive reflectors. Yeah, you still need to put in effort. And lights and, and stabilization. You know, like phones look bad. If you're just shooting in your room, it's just the way it is. Yeah. A phone's going to look bad. I mean, anytime I do a photo or a video or whatever, anytime we do any of that sort of stuff, we're like, okay, where's the light? Where's the natural light? How can we shoot this to make this look good? Uh, everything that we shoot upstairs, you know, like we do it, we prefer doing it in the daytime because we have that natural light that just mm -hmm. so beautifully comes into the, oh, the whole living room area. Yeah, great. So. Uh, but I will say, though, like uh, we know from internal discussions that like a lot of companies do understand that they are out of their element right now and are looking at live streaming mm -hmm. um, because streaming numbers are going up across the board everywhere and you can do it from home. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of these companies are seeing people are trying to do Zoom calls and shit like that. And then you go to a random Twitch streamer stream and they might have better quality, better microphones and all this kind of stuff. And these companies start asking questions. Mm -hmm. And I, I can say that, like, People, large media companies are starting to look at that and, yeah. and seeing the value. And I honestly believe because people have to be smart and think that this will have another wave in the fall. They're going to yeah. be looking at other options and they're going to be looking at other ways to be a little bit safer with their content. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be pulling any big triggers right now on anything yeah. that's not like controlled and bulletproof. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. Like I, I feel like pre-production. Great. But I don't see anybody being like, yeah, this summer, let's go shoot this new action movie on location in this location, you know, whatever, nah, you know? No, 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 I, 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 Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. And that actually kind of perfectly wraps into our, our next thing. Hollywood's current map out of like how they're going to kind of go back into, into production on a lot of these things and mm -hmm. sort of their best practices. Um, apparently, currently, there are several studios and guilds that are debating a phased approach that includes pre-testing for antibodies, quarantining sets and airline style packaged meals and all, all, all sorts of stuff. Um, but a lot of the conversation is really about like the set itself. How do we keep it safe? How do we limit the amount of physical contact that people have without hindering a lot know, of the people come itself? in and out every day with yeah. hands on that set to make one shot. Yeah. In and out. So many people. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. And they're saying that, a lot of the, some of the studios that are at the forefront of these conversations include Disney and Warner Brothers, unions like the IATSE, uh, Directors Guild, um, you know, and also like the production studios themselves, Pinewood Studios, anywhere that has like any sort of soundstage recording and, and setup, they're, they're really starting to ask these questions of like, okay, when we come back, do we enforce crew wearing masks? Is every single person on the crew also going to be required to wear gloves? How does that affect their day to day? How does that affect you know if you're if you're a second second AD or you're just someone who who works on the set and is like building sets? How does that affect your workflow? Actors. They're gonna they're gonna start taking sanitation cues from porn. Oh, are those pretty? Uh, I've never looked into them. <laughs> I but don't I, know. <laughs> I would assume though that they're pretty like strict. So it's gonna be walking around with a <laughs> bottle of disinfectant. <laughs> we can go on a we can go on a deep rabbit hole on that one. Um, so some of the things that talk about those, they say that there will be new production procedures and protocols that are rooted in safeguarding health, but what exactly they'll end up being will uh, look different for small productions versus large productions. It's going to sort of just depend upon what kind of movie it is and all that sort of thing and whatever kind of show it is. They're also looking at certain territories that have um, eased some of the pandemic-related restrictions like Iceland and South Korea, where Netflix is currently in production and watching closely to see what works and what doesn't. Mm, I have a friend on production in South Korea right now. Wow, really? And they never... I, I, 
I need to ask him directly, but from his pictures, it doesn't look like they ever paused production. <clears throat> wow. Because he posts on going, Instagram huh? every day. and Holy shit. I'm like, shit, man. You're out on the street every day. That's crazy. And they're all wearing masks, but they're out shooting in the street. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. But yeah, so they do talk about how like masks and gloves are for sure going to have to be enforced. <laughs> and <laughs> the big consideration now is like, how are two actors going to share a scene together? Yeah. Especially where there's an intimate, you know... Uh, additive to that scene i don't feel like people are gonna say much about it yeah i feel like that's gonna get kind of like there's gonna be all this like over the top kind of protection and stuff like that and then when it gets down to it it's gonna be like just make the movie yeah just do it um i do want to remind people before we run out of time and jump over to our next segment uh we've got board gaming coming up next and then lucas is going to keep working on his animal crossing village but i do want to say we have internally been brainstorming a new show for Lucas that may even start as soon as the end of this week. We're working on it, and the mods are helping us with it. It's a really fun idea, and it's going to help get us some IRL content and get back out into the world because uh, we really like doing IRL content. So we're, look, we're working on that idea, and hopefully we can get that set up soon. Uh, it's just, you know, we have very little time to prep, so we're, the mods are helping us out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight we're watching Pan's Labyrinth, but after Pan's Labyrinth, uh, I'm going to play some Gears of War Tactics with you all because uh, Matt was really pushing me on it. He said that he thinks I'll really enjoy it, and that'll be really fun. So we're You can blame him. He's in the chat room right now. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. If you have Game Pass, it's free. Oh, cool. So I've got Game Pass, and I was able to download it for free on the computer. Nice, nice. But I would, I would love to hear from, from you guys, everybody, you know, what your kind of thoughts and opinions are about, about everything that we've talked about. I think the biggest thing for me is, like, the production stuff. Like, we, we deal with that. Granted, the stuff that we do, it, it requires people to interact with each other, but not in the way that a lot of movies obviously do. But I think, like, whether it's something small like us but or something huge like a I mean, we really got to figure it out because, like, yeah. if people are nervous – you have a dice tray and everyone's grabbing dice together. It's people a six-sided table. A, yeah, people are sitting a couple inches from each other. Yeah. You know, like literally shoulder to shoulder. We're this like, <laughs> I hope this does not happen. But imagine like, the, you know, like the Hollywood Reporter, they do their roundtable discussions, and it's literally people sitting around an entire table like this. I'm like, are we gonna have to adopt this new format where everyone's gonna get a slice of the table? Like that would be nuts. I don't even know how that would work. I don't know either. We don't have enough space. We'd have to reduce our shows to one person on each side of the table for an RPG. Like, we have to figure out people's comfort levels, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, they, the antibody testing would be the most interesting, uh, but they still don't know if people can be carriers after getting antibodies. Like, there's yeah. just not enough research. We're, yeah. we're living in this weird, we don't know. We don't fucking know, man. Yeah, yeah. It's all up in the air. It's all up in the air. We'll have to wait and see. A lot of stuff going on. I mean, every day it changes, and every day uh, something new's come out. And we're just, I think, like as a society, we just have to constantly evolve and take on whatever new information yeah. we get. And and I want to say thank you to you all for like keeping the conversations going. I see you all talking in Discord. Uh, keep sharing your stories. Yeah. Keep sharing your experiences. It it really really means a lot to all of us here to see the community coming together and being together on all this. Keep sharing your love for things. You know, I, one of my favorite things is just like the music video room and stuff like that. Like when you find some new piece of music, like, yeah, post it in there. You, uh, go to the movies room. If you just watched a movie you really like, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate when people do that because it helps us all feel a little bit more connected and less alone right now. Yeah. Just, just share what you're doing. And, yeah. You know, we appreciate it. 
Uh, last thing I'm going to end up and end on is Dario Argento is doing a new movie and Daft Punk is going to do the score. Oh, dope. That's dope. So I'm really pumped about that. I don't know. I, yeah, I think Tron Legacy is the one and only score that they've done. Jesus Christ, it's good. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's really one good. of my favorite. Um, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, that's kind of a... Uh, Hell yeah, man. That's mostly it. It's mostly it. Don't go anywhere. Coming up in just a little bit, literally just like two minutes, we're going to play some clips for you. Uh, we just got to switch a couple things around here tech-wise, and we will be right back with Pretending to Grown Up, something that we do very well here at Hyper RPG. That's Yo. the tagline. Yep. Yeah. So stick around. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy these clips. We'll be right back. <laughs> 